Welcome to the Writing with Purpose podcast where I, Anna Wollescroft, chat with fellow writers and outdoor enthusiasts about how we can embrace creativity and curiosity to live a life full of adventure that doesn't feel like hard work. I delve into exploratory conversations about my two loves in life, writing and nature connection, as part of my mission to share the well-being benefits they both bring. It's wonderful to have you here today. Hi, and welcome to another solo chatting episode of the Writing With Purpose podcast. I'm Anna Wollescroft, and I am your host for today's session. How are you? We've had snow here, snow and ice, um, and it's still outside, which is lovely because it just creates, I I don't know, snow for me um, is like summertime for some people or even Christmas time for other people it's just a really happy cheerful time um, I love the crunch when you're outside when you're walking through snow I love how it rests on the trees and you have all of the glittery sort of branches and things it's just a beautiful time of year anyway um, so yeah how are you doing I realized this morning that it's exactly one year since I was at the airport waiting for a plane to travel to Tanzania on a trip to climb Mount Kilimanjaro and I can't believe actually a year has passed since and I have no big adventures in the diary so that's uh, an invitation for me to have a look and see what uh, I can book in for the future and I've actually got um, a lovely little lunch planned with a couple of friends next week where hopefully we're going to plan something like that. Anyway on to the content of the podcast um, it's going to be a quite short one this week, um, although I, I say that every time and it still ends up being around about half an hour. So let's see how we go. I say it's going to be short because I'm awaiting a phone call from um, someone who's going to be fitting a new kitchen for us next week. So it's all come around very, very quickly and it's going to be all systems go as we take out an old kitchen, pack everything up, uh, live on a, a camping stove uh, on top of the fridge, maybe in the living room for a couple of weeks or so. I'm sure some of you who are listening have been through all of that before. If you have, please let me know what uh, equipment I might need so that I don't have to live on toast and beans for a couple of weeks. That would be very much appreciated. So I read something uh, quite profound, actually, for me anyway, from uh, a lady called Susanna Conway, who I think I might have read about her from um, somebody whose newsletter I received. And she calls herself a writer, a teacher and a cat sofa, <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. Um, but she does a lot of creativity workshops and courses and resources uh, and things like that. So she's the kind of person who's right up my street um, to help me to get ideas and um, encouraging me to carry on with my creativity. And she said it was a bit of a game changer for her when she... Uh, started to write every day and, and use a journal every day rather than just coming to it and, and picking up the book and writing in the pages when you feel as though you need it. 
And some of those times when you feel as though you need it or they tend to be more emotional times. Something has probably happened where you feel sad, maybe angry, maybe disappointed. And the pages are that private space for you to just get all of the 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 emotional stress that's going on inside your head down on the pages, which is cathartic in itself. But also... Um, not just to to sort of go to those pages when you feel as though you have to, but just using them really on a regular basis to explore ideas and just write through things. So the, I, I, I did find that quite profound because I, I fall into the category of uh, grabbing my journal when I feel as though I need it. And even though I am an advocate for writing and the, the well-being benefits that that brings, and I want to write a lot, all of the time, every day. But sometimes, certainly uh, to date, I've often seen it as a waste of time. You know, I could be doing something a little bit more productive, like cleaning the house, doing some client work, um, even though I don't need to do it yet because the deadline's not looming. So, you know, with some of those times when you put things, uh, you move things in in front of other things as a as a priority when they they're not necessarily a priority. And I think writing where I'm coming from with this is it is a priority for me now more than ever with doing my master's course and improving writing techniques. Um, I've got more ideas and, you know, writing for me is is helping me to improve that craft. So it's actually a progress towards my ultimate goal of becoming a, a published author of fiction. And the, it's not a waste of time, basically. And I, I don't think it is a waste of time even for people who don't want to write for a living or don't have to write for a living. You know, it's it's a it's a good use of time just because of how it makes you feel. And, um, you know, that can be writing and reflecting about what's going on in life. That, of course, helps you to improve your confidence and your abilities and your emotional regulation, your self-awareness, all of that stuff. But also it's just nice to write and be creative and see what comes out. So, yeah, that's something that I am going to try and do a lot more of. And uh, I'm probably going to need yet another different notebook or journal to uh, to pull out of the cupboard and start writing in I've already got about five on the go but hey ho um, each one has got different types of content in there so again it's not a waste and I'd love to invite you to to just do the same to see if this is something that would work for you so your writing uh, words for wellness prompts this week are very simple uh, grab a journal grab a pen give yourself maybe 20 minutes or so uh, Boil the kettle, have a brew, um, have a little snack while you're doing it to uh, to keep you going. But have a think about what do you want to write about. So ask that question and just see what comes. And then why would you like to write about this particular thing, this particular topic, uh, you know, this particular subject that you want to write about? Why would you like to write about this? And again, just see what comes. Is it because of a future goal? Is it something that you might have seen in the past? Is it just simply how it makes you feel? Is it because of the environment that you're in? And it's nice to just, you know, sit there and think about something and see what comes into your into your mind. So how does writing or writing about this thing that you've chosen progress you towards a goal? 
And that doesn't have to necessarily be achieving something physical, um, you know, maybe an asset that you have as a goal or something to do with work. It might just simply be to feel better, to feel more um, lighter in your head, perhaps, to feel less stressed about something. That might simply be the goal that you desire. And where do you want to write? And I've been an advocate of this for, for a long time now, even with copywriting, uh, that you there is a space where you feel more compelled to write, you have more creative ideas, you are more productive, and that space is not necessarily at your desk, sitting in the same chair, looking at a computer or having that same book and pen in your hand. That might be somewhere completely different. It might be a coffee shop, it might be on a bench outside in a park. So where do you want to write where do you feel compelled to write and lastly what steps can you take that will allow you the freedom to write more and again just see where that prompt will lead you okay so now moving on to nature um, discovering a nourishing connection with nature i've been committed to um, my four runs per week I need to go again tomorrow. So I've been Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. So yes, I was running yesterday at minus seven and a half degrees with a friend, but it was absolutely stunning. We saw the sunrise. Uh, the uh, Yeah, words can't explain sometimes how picturesque and beautiful the great outdoors really is. And when it's a frosty, chilly morning and you've got the, 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 the red and pinkness and orange and yellow of a sunrise, it really is worth getting up and getting out of bed as soon as your alarm goes off instead of snoozing and turning over and saying, ah, not today. So, yeah. I just wanted to confirm that I have still committed to this um, and it's uh, very invigorating actually. I've got a lot of work done at my desk since running those couple of times in the morning. Um, also to my commitment to to stay healthy is I've been to see the physio this week. He's given me some more exercises to work on my hamstrings and my glutes. Um, so for anybody else who's a runner listening to this, um, apparently us runners do not focus enough on our hamstrings and our glutes um, because those, those muscles need to support our quads. We need, of course, to uh, even the weight distribution and have that all round support instead of front loading everything. Um, and actually, even though my legs are aching, I, I do feel as though I can run a lot better since I've been doing these exercises. So it's just really, it, it's kind of working those muscles. It's, it's adding some weight onto those muscles so that they work more in conjunction uh, with the quads, um, with the calves, with the ankles. And it, it is, uh, yeah, I'm convinced it's actually improving my technique. So yeah, that's all good there. And I wanted to just share a little, a, a beautiful little book uh, written by somebody called Adam Ford that I received for Christmas. It's called Mindful Thoughts for Walkers, Footnotes on the Zen Path. And I'll share a link of this in the show notes. Um, but it's, it, it kind of, I've only read a couple of chapters so far um, but it's, yeah, it, it's kind of, it brings in some sort of Buddhist um, practices and some ancient wisdom. But I wanted to just read the uh, introduction to you or part of the introduction to you because it's a beautiful little book um, and it's well written as well. 
So it says, one of the kindest things we can do for ourselves is to go for a good walk. It is one of the most natural activities in the world, exercising the body and stimulating the heart, while at the same time freeing the mind to become more open and alert. Like an overtight muscle, the mind needs to be loosened before it can let go. So we are then able to enjoy the present moment and face reality. We return from a successful walk refreshed and clear headed. The purpose of this book is to explore how we may use walking as a way to increase our levels of awareness and improve our conscious living to make the walk more enjoyable as we come to understand our place in the world of nature. The questions that lurk at the back of the mind can be faced. Who am I? Where have I come from? Where am I going? The walking may involve no more than a daily gentle stroll, or it may extend to a well-planned great hike that takes us beyond the horizon, following the course of a great river or over a mountain range and through remote forests. And uh, yeah, this, this book goes on to talk about mindfulness and how it's a way to keep in touch with reality and how it's important for us as individuals, but also as members of a, of a, of a society, a community. And it does point out um, that we are powerful, uh, sorry, a powerful and potentially destructive species. Um, and this is where the Buddhism comes in, because it's more about just living, um, you know, in nature as we are um, and being mindful um, of everything that we that we do. And I think really that introduction there just kind of it, it really does summarize how I see the grey outdoors and getting out in nature and the expansiveness of nature and how that can really just help you to relax and let your, your your troubles just ease away as you're walking and you know there's still going to be challenges that we have but it helps us to um problem solve with them a little bit better find new perspectives of how to overcome things so highly recommend that book for for people and as i say i will include it in the show notes and i've got some um little prompts as well for you uh with regards to to walking so if you're a walker, great. Some of these may still help because it might help you to think about different perspective. Um, and if you don't walk very much, hopefully this will encourage you to think, oh, actually, let me just get out there and see how I feel. So your journaling prompts for nature are, where do you like to walk? And if you could walk anywhere, where would you go? And then describe that setting. So take some time to just describe the setting where you are, where you're going for that ideal walk. And, and that might be somewhere locally. It might be somewhere that you've been in the past as a child with friends and family. Or it might be somewhere that you've never been before, but you've seen it on TV. You've read about somewhere that you would really like to go for a walk. Um, so just describe that in as much detail as possible and then ask, how does it make you feel? So if you were to go on this walk in this ideal place, how does that make you feel? And, um, you know, emotionally, how does it make you feel or where can you feel um, in your body? What physical sensations, what senses uh, are ignited when you go on this walk? And just explore explore that explore what you feel where you feel it what does it look like what does it sound like just put as much detail in there as possible so that it becomes a little bit more of a, a reality that you feel as though you can step into 
uh, in your future self. And I'll come on to that future self again in just a couple of minutes. So also have a think about how long can you walk for? And, and what I mean by that is, um, are there any time limits based on how far you can walk um, due to any aches and pains? Or do you feel as though you might get bored after a certain time? Uh, and again, just just have a think about, is there any restrictions there for, for this particular walk? Um, and also walk alone and walk with somebody. And I encourage you to do that, actually, to go for a, a, a solo walk and then go for a walk with a, another person, just one person, and then maybe even a group. And be aware of the differences of, of how you feel, where you go. Uh, what the conversation is like. Obviously, if you go on your own, there might be conversation in your head with yourself. Um, but just note the differences. See which one you uh, you prefer. And you know, this is all about kind of setting the scene for you wanting to go for a walk, wanting to step out in nature, and then gaining the benefits of that. So I wish you luck with that. And please do share with me where you go uh, and what the uh, what the outcome is. So moving on uh, to creativity and explore your authentic self. Now, last week, I talked about um, a book that I was listening to called Personality Isn't Permanent by Benjamin Hardy. And I'm still listening to that. I've got about an hour left on Audible. And I talked last week about your future self. So if you've not listened to last week's episode, it might be a good idea to, to maybe pause this one and refer back to the last episode because I talk in a little bit more detail about your future self and, and how to create that vision of your future self so that you can work towards that. But I want to carry on that conversation a little bit now. Um, because I, it's been quite eye-opening for me to focus on, okay, who is my future self and how are they different to my current self and what things do I need to put into place in order to work towards that future self? And one, a couple of things that have been referred to in this book um, over the last couple of times I've listened to it, um, I've kind of had mixed uh, responses to. And one of them was um, to, to give to charity. Now, I, I do give to charity. I am a member of, of a lot of environmental charities, uh, outdoor charities. I've, I've got annual memberships for the National Trust, um, the RSPB, uh, CPRE, which is the countryside charity and after listening to this i've actually signed up to the local um wildlife trust as well so as you can see there's a bit of a pattern here for <laughs> the charities that i support they've all got some kind of outdoor um or well-being emphasis and yeah one of the things that they were saying was you know if you give to charity then that's that's sort of helping to shape you and also tell the universe that you know you're you're willing to give you're compassionate about certain causes and you know what goes around comes around springs to mind with with that so um just take that as you will uh, hear that as you hear it and and, and do whatever you want to do with that whatever feels right with you um but the another thing that, that that was mentioned in this book after the reference to to giving to charity was to to give to charity but also to to spend or to act if you like 
um, based on your future self. So your current, your future income, job, your wants and needs. And while I understand that, um, sometimes financially that's not viable. You know, if we're, if our future self is earning 20, 30, 40, 50, however more thousand pounds than we are earning now, then we we can't actually give 10% of that wage to charity at the moment because maybe we don't earn that at the moment. So I think there's there's elements of that that I understand. I can see where they're coming from, but is it actually realistically viable? So um, I prefer to think of things, okay, well, my future self, um, you know, I want my nails to look nice. I want to have fresh flowers in the house all the time. And those are things that are more affordable at the time um, and not scrimping on sort of the, the, the little treats that we enjoy. Um, but something that did make me chuckle out loud actually was that they said, have a look in your wardrobe and do you have clothes in there that are over five years old? And uh, probably 85%, 90% of my clothes uh, are over five years old. Some, I think, are probably over 10 years old. And I have got a pair of Caterpillar boots that I had when I was 15 that I still have. Um, <laughs> and it made me laugh because I thought, actually, what is that saying about my current self, my past self, my future self? And am I stuck somewhere in between all three of those? <laughs> and uh, do I need to just rid my wardrobe of some of these old things? Because, you know, maybe on a subconscious level, that's actually not allowing me to progress any further and you know that can be doesn't have to be the wardrobe where we look at that that could be in lots of other areas in the home in life you know have we have we actually had a new hobby for uh you know any time since a decade ago you know what are we doing that's different basically what are we doing that's new what are we doing that's helping those neural pathways that we have to fire up and create new ones so that we stay alert uh, active creative fun loving um, positive uh, about things so yeah have a look in your wardrobe how old are your clothes? <laughs> are you stuck in the 80s? Do you still have a shell suit? <laughs> um, let me know. Again, I would love to know what's what's in there. I still have, um, uh, this is going to sound a bit weird. I have a, a Chucky costume. Do you remember Chucky? Of the, was it the 80s horror film? Child's Play? Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I've got one of those in my cupboard still from about eight ten years ago um for a fancy dress party that i went to um yeah anyway enough of that moving on so exploring your creativity this week i would love you to still focus on your future self um but also to have a conversation between your current self and your future self so get your head around that um your journal prompts what would your future self say to your current self okay so you want to be somewhere else you want to be doing something else you want to uh, maybe live somewhere different have a different job whatever that might be in five years time what would that person in five years time who is your future self say to your current self would they say well there's no point in doing this anymore because you're not going to be doing that in your future self so play around with that just see where those questions might lead um, and then also have a think about what your current self might say to your past self so where you are now is somewhere completely different to where you were 
five years ago, 10 years ago. And I did touch on this on the last podcast. Um, So what would your current self say to your future self? And then think about that in terms of, okay, well, you're no longer doing that. Um, You've stopped doing that. So is there any lessons learned from that conversation that can then be a conversation that you're current self can say to your future self as well and as I say just have a play around with that to see where it might lead it might seem a little bit strange at the moment if you've never had any dialogue uh, going on in your journal but it is a great way to actually pay attention to different perspectives Um, it's very good to do as well if you're having perhaps challenges with a family member with a close friend with a work colleague to journal around having a conversation with those people. And sometimes it does help you to see other people's perspectives and actually, okay, you can see where they're coming from now. Um, so it's just enlightening in general, helps you with uh, more self-awareness and awareness of others. So that is it for this episode. It is a little bit shorter before than others, sorry, but not not much. <laughs> Still going to end on about 25 minutes. Um, but yes, I will end here. Um, so please do subscribe, leave a review so that other people can find the podcast. Also, let me know what sort of things you would like to hear. Is there any journaling prompts that would help you in certain areas of your life, your personal life, your professional life, um, I would love to know. Uh, please send me an email to hello at writingwithpurpose.co.uk. Um, and let me just leave you with uh, a um, quote, which uh, I think I might have got from the Benjamin Hardy book again, um, which is a mistake made more than once is a choice. And that's from Paolo Coelho. I hope I've said that right. Um, but I resonate with this a lot. So a mistake made more than once is a choice. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for listening to today's Writing With Purpose podcast. Having conversations with fellow writers or adventure enthusiasts brings two of my biggest loves in life together, writing and nature connection. I've been a copywriter and content creator for 23 years, but my passion is writing for wellbeing, and I'm on a mission to share the benefits that putting pen to paper has personal wellness with as many people as possible. If you want to learn more about writing for your wellbeing and journaling techniques, please connect with me in my Facebook group, Journaling with Anna.